Hello everybody, and welcome to the Hurdy Gurdy Cafe, an hour of interviews, music, and camaraderie. I'm Ryan, and I'll be your host along this crazy adventure through the land of the wheel fiddle. So strap in, and let's see what's cranking in the Hurdy Gurdy community today. Welcome everybody to the Hurdy Gurdy Cafe. This is the first episode in hopefully a long series of podcasts dedicated to the Hurdy Gurdy. And uh, our first guest today, and hopefully uh, common co-host, will be Sergio Gonzalez. He is a Hurdy Gurdy player. He does just about everything. He's a teacher. He's my favorite Spaniard so far. Um, so welcome. <laughs> welcome, Sergio. <laughs> Hello, everybody. <laughs> yeah, it's great to have very you. Very happy. Yes, very happy to be here on the first episode of the podcast. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, um, one of the things we want to talk about today, um, we need to really kind of get into what is the hurdy-gurdy all about? I mean, you know, a lot of people search the internet and they're looking for information on the hurdy-gurdy, and we know that it's a stringed instrument. And we know that it's not powered by air, but... <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I got that question. When, you know, when I was uh, playing in the street, I got that question a lot. Uh, like, where do you blow? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and you told them there is no air, right? Uh, or where is the air pump? You know, right. everybody. Yeah. <laughs> um, so when we get into this... Uh, what can you tell us about the hurdy-gurdy? Where did it come from? What's it all about? I mean, I, I know you mentioned earlier you're, you're not necessarily a historian, but you know a lot. So just tell us what you know. Well, uh, I know the first form of the gurdy was the organistrum, of course, uh, which was like, you know, this, this huge machine where, uh, where you need uh, uh, two people to, to play it. And actually, it's, it's uh, interesting because the, the keys were uh, a pull, not, not pressed in. Did you know that? It's, right. Uh, it's it's very good. So that was the the, the, the first form, right, uh -huh. of of a of a gurdy. Then then we have the sinfonias later on, more on the medieval period, and then on the on the baroque era. I think uh, they got uh, very popular in in the courts of France and and so on. And then of course they disappeared kind of uh, for for some uh, for quite a lot. <laughs> Of right. years uh, being instruments like you know for more of a, it's more like a peasant uh, instrument if that's the correct word in English sorry my English <laughs> that's okay <laughs> and um, I know some of them remain in in, in Galicia in Galicia this is uh, interesting uh, it was a popular instrument played by blind people so you would see uh, those blind guys with the capes with the hats you know, playing in the street to, to try to get uh, some money. So, uh, I don't know, that's, that's my, <laughs> my, yeah. my, short, my short thing about the Gurdy history. I, you know, I'm not an expert, not a historian. We have lots of people that uh, could tell you quite a lot more than this. And right. obviously, we forgot to, to talk about the, the Gurdys of, um, well, the, the, the Tekeros and, and all, uh, all those uh, instruments from Hungary. Uh, you know, we, we have lots of traditions uh, of different traditions and, and different forms of the of the hardy gurdy in different uh, countries. So right. it's, it's vast. It's a vast universe. So well, yeah, it, it's pretty amazing. I mean, you know, from listening to Toby Miller, who we're going to hear a little later on, with playing Bach on the hurdy gurdy. Yeah, um, yeah I, I recently was having a conversation with Cliff Stapleton, and he asked me if I was interested in um, in avant garde hurdy gurdy. Ooh, what's and that? I thought, yeah, that's what I said. I said, avant-garde hurdy-gurdy. I said, 
I don't know. <laughs> is that so, is that maybe a Clastrier, for example, Valentin Clastrier? Well, if you if you if you if you go to YouTube and you Google Coil C O I L okay. and then and then Paris and then Cliff Stapleton, you, you pull up these live shows where you can see Cliff in the background and he's got his hurdy gurdy and the the case is open and he's not even pushing on any notes. He's just running his fingers up and down the string. So it's okay. it, it's it's a lot of different sounds. So. Uh, my, actually, now it came to my mind. Uh, I totally know what's avant-garde in, in the hardy-gardy world. It's Mark Egea. Do you know him? He was my first uh, teacher, actually, when I first got my my gurdy. He uh -huh. was the he was the man I, I contacted, you know, to to, <laughs> to to tell me, okay, how how do I start? Where do I press? What do I do? And uh, this guy is a pure virtuoso, Mark Egea, and uh, obviously he's. He's now into the into this kind of music, into the avant-garde, where where he would be like uh, you know plucking the sympathetic strings like ching, right? So he's not like even um, he's not like really playing uh, real uh, melodies. Well, that's I actually went I actually went to to his last show and it was. I, I must say it was interesting. It yeah. was uh, like like watching, you know, like, you know those those um, those abstracts, uh, abstract uh, paintings exactly. on the, the music. Uh, when you eventually you get like, ooh, ooh, okay, that phrase is interesting or that noise is uh, interesting. So if anybody of you uh, is interested in this uh, kind of music in the avant-garde uh, thing, just Google uh, Mark Egea. M A R R C Egea E G E A Egea. <laughs> okay. Well, we can Mark put that. Egea. We can put that in the notes too, so people can find it down there. We'll do it. We'll do it. Yeah. He's, he's nice. He's nice. Well, one quick one quick question I have for you is: um, How did you get involved, and how did you get interested in the hurdy gurdy? I mean, it seems to have been exploding lately. So, what was your entry point into the hurdy gurdy? You know, I saw my first gurdy when I was six years old, believe it or not. It's crazy. And uh, <laughs> it's even more crazy because, you know, I was um, in, in vacation on, on, on my uh, father's village, which is, it's, it's, it's a really, um, uh, it, it's a place that is far away from everything. You know, it's in the middle right. of nowhere. And... Um, in the in the next uh, little village, well, my my father's village is in Cuenca. It's a it's a place in the center, more or less, of uh, of uh, Spain, and uh, it's a village w that has uh, only like twenty people living there. So it's <laughs> crazy small. And then on the next uh, village, which is also small, Cañete, they had a concert in the in the small church, and uh, it was the Cantigas from Santa Maria. You know, there okay. was uh, that uh, really uh, old book that uh, has uh, like 600 and something uh, tunes right. uh, with, with actually with lyrics, uh, talking about the no, miracles. Of are they the, medieval, medieval tunes? Uh, yes, yes, 100%. 100% uh, medieval tunes, talking about the miracles of the, of the Virgin. Right. So we said, why not? <laughs> you know, there is not much to do in those kind of uh, villages where, they, 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 you know, there is... There isn't even a bar, <laughs> which is very, very, very strange in Spain. There's not <laughs> bars everywhere. So uh, we we went there, and I was like, oh, as a kid, I yeah. I really do. I remember that that feeling like, what, 
what the hell is that? <laughs> Were you uh, playing any music at the time at all? Or did you, did you... I, was, I was playing piano. I'm a pianist, okay. a classical pianist. Uh, I trained piano for 25 years uh, and, and, and running. Right. And um, at the time, it was uh, like I, I, I got amazed, like, wow. And then I lost the track of the instrument for quite a lot of years. Then I got involved into the pagan music scene and, you know, with Faun, with uh, those German medieval right. kind of uh, uh, bands. Mm -hmm. And uh, I, I rediscovered the, the Hardy Gardy there. And then I started investigating. I, I, I watched uh, a friend, of course. A friend yes. was... A friend was my my key into yes. the into the Gordy world, like my real key, right. uh, because of Landefog, uh, his his band. I I I, I listened to to this album, to to the first album of of Landefog, and I got like, ooh, okay, this is pretty <laughs> pretty interesting. So I I bet yes, I bet a friend was was the the, the real. Yes. The real deal. I knew the instrument. I, you know, I was amazed as a kid uh, right. when I saw that concert in the in the small uh, village with the with the cantigas and so on. It was very beautiful. But uh, obviously, as a child, I, I could not <laughs> I couldn't afford one. No. Right. Uh, but yeah, a friend, a friend. Uh, a friend Lopez. That's who you're talking friend about, Lopez. correct? A friend yes. Lopez. Yes. Hundred mm -hmm. percent. A friend Lopez. Yes. And, I, and then and then we got uh, we, we we are friends and I appreciate him a lot. He, he, he was uh, my teacher also for, for some workshops and I've been to his house, like, uh, it, it's uh, amazing. An amazing person, an amazing player. Yes. So, yeah. I, I remember my first, my first experience of his music and it was very recently, but it was, it was the video, uh, maybe it was the Copanitsa, is that? The Copanitsa, it's a Bulgarian, yes, it's, yes. it's 11. Uh, yes, uh, exactly. Uh, the, the one where he's up on the mountaintop. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. <laughs> And, and with Nina Segal and, and Johnny Vendor uh, on, on bagpipes and, and the wool also great. Yes, audience. I mean that, that music just that put me over the top. <laughs> it's beautiful, it's beautiful. Yes, yes. Now I was going to ask you uh, the same question. How did you, because this is the first podcast that people have to know you also. True, well <laughs> that's a good point and, and I need to be very clear that in regards to this whole hurdy-gurdy world, I, I, am, I am really less than nothing. I just, I've become <laughs> I, I've become interested in the hurdy-gurdy about three years ago. And, um, you know, I knew about the hurdy-gurdy because I saw... Are, are you familiar with the Led Zeppelin movie, The Song Remains the Same? Mm, I think I actually... Yes, yes, yes. I, well, I saw it, yes. There's a 30-second clip in that movie where Jimmy Page is sitting by a lake and he's cranking something. It's making the most god-awful <laughs> sounds. And then he turns around and his eyes are bright red. And so I, I knew the hurdy-gurdy existed. Okay. But then... Fast forward 20, 25 years, I, I discovered Efren Lopez and Nigel Eaton's work and uh, Andre Vinogradov, and my mind was blown. So I ended up selling my mandolins, selling my electric guitars, just so I could Ooh. devote all my time <laughs> to the hurdy-gurdy. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Everybody uh, has heard uh, Nigel on the Gallows Pole. Of, uh, yes. So, uh, wow. For me, he's an icon also. Love you, Nigel. <laughs> What, what makes you think, why do you think Hurdy Gurdy is becoming so popular these days? Like, I, I was at a, a picnic one time re last year, and a little six-year-old girl heard me playing, and she knew what it was. And this is in the middle of rural West Virginia, where this instrument is, 
you know, it, it's like a unicorn. Why do you think it's getting so popular? Okay, uh, this could be controversial. Okay. <laughs> Warning. No problem. Warning. No problem. You know, we have this kind of uh, mainstream part of the of the hardigan, you know, which is contributing a lot uh, to 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 get the instrument out there, uh, right. and and it's uh, very gentle for the first uh, um, for the starters, you know, for for the people that don't know the instrument and and maybe they don't want to hear Coop the Six, <laughs> you know, so. Um, of course, uh, as I told you, we have this this uh, fantasy band, this medieval kind of medieval fantasy. You know, it's not really medieval. We all know it. It's more right. like a fantasy thing, where it became it, it's 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 becoming more and more and more and more popular. And um, I, I think it comes from there. You know, from from yes, uh, that's that's what I think. Uh, okay. I I don't really know, but I think it's it's more it's it's getting out there. Uh, with this, with these guys like Patty, like uh, Andre, you know, like the easy, easy listening, uh, right. Gurdy, right? You know, right. easy listening. <laughs> yes, that's that's my yes. yes. Is that is that, the, is that the album you're working on? Is it an easy listening Gurdy album? Sorry, sorry, is, no, 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 <laughs> no, no, no. My no, no, no. I, I'm working also. I am recording an album of. Uh, of my own tunes and also I, I love Middle East uh, music like uh, you know Ricardo Delfino, Efren, uh, those kind of guys so I, you know I, I'm, I am uh, trying to record uh, my own album using that kind of language I'm uh, taking lessons with uh, Kelly Thoma which is he, she's a, a really great uh, lirari like the lira of Crete, do you know that instrument? Yes, like the, yes. Really, it's like a violin, like not like a violin, <laughs> but it's. Uh, you a play it upright. Yes, like, like this. Uh -huh. Yes. And uh, now I'm working a lot on trying to mimic uh, the the techniques, the sound of the of the Cretan lira, uh, right. like like transpassing this uh, this knowledge into the into the hardy garden. So that's my my goal. That's what I'm doing. <laughs> yeah. Excellent. Excellent. Well, what we're going to do now is um, we're going to take a moment because what I wanted to do with this podcast and the show is introduce people to music because, you know, we're sure that they've heard uh, Nigel and, and Patty and um, uh, Efron and, and many of these people that are, that are, that are out there. Um, but I want to feature maybe one or two or three tunes in each podcast. So today we've got three of them. So we'll just take a little break here and listen to those and then we'll come back and um, we'll move on to what I'm going to call the Gertie Talk portion uh, where we're essentially doing a Q&A with uh, Sergio here uh, that have been posted on the, the Hardy Gertie Community Facebook page. Sound good? Sounds good. All right, great.
inspired um, from an experience in Jerusalem many years ago, and that's hence the name Amdan Olive. I ended up playing with two um, Palestinian marriage bands, of which no women were invited. Um, and I ended up dancing with a man dressed up as a woman, because I was the guest. Uh, I, I, you know. <laughs> anyway, that's a very short story, but anyway. But before, I was at, it was near the second station of the cross in the Via Dolorosa, and uh, I got presented, and I've forgotten his name, but he gave me an almond, and he said, take some blood for courage, because, you know, I don't play with But anyway, it's called the almond and the olive, and you can do a French dance called a, 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 a mazurka to it.
Okay, so we just got done listening to um, three separate tracks. The first track was Toby Miller's Cello Suite Number no. 1 in G Major. It was track number eight from the Bach solo album. Number two was Nigel Eaton, and uh, the track was called Three Sharks, track number seven from Pandemonium. And then the last track we heard, uh, one of my real favorites recently, is by Cliff Stapleton, The Almond and the Olive, and that recording is from the Bath Folk Festival in 2011. So... Anyway, uh, Sergio, you have any thoughts on any of these tunes or, or the, the authors and composers? They are, they are amazing players, amazing composers. There's a lot to be said about them, but I don't know where to start. Like, we have to interview them, really. Yes. Uh, Toby is the, for me, is the main exponent, top, top one player in Baroque music. Uh, she has, like, really amazing uh, albums, if you, if you like this kind of... Music, of course. Nigel is the rock star. Yes, <laughs> and 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 uh, Cliff also Cliff with blows a bell and then all it's yeah they are top. Yeah. <laughs> Quick question: Do you think Nigel likes being considered the rock star? I don't know, but I I mean he I is. don't know. Nigel, you tell me. Yeah, <laughs> you tell me, Nigel. Uh, do you like being the rock star of the girling? <laughs> Come on, he's a rock star. Did you did you see him uh, live? Like yes. <laughs> Yes. It's amazing. I love it. <laughs> the groove also. It's amazing. I, I, saw, I saw him. He's in... one of my, my favorite players. And, and have, having him in, in the community, for me at first, was like, okay. <laughs> Very shocking. You know, when, when you have one of your icons uh, right. there talking to you, it's... <laughs> It's well, amazing. I mean, that, that's really kind of the beautiful thing about this whole hurdy-gurdy community, you know, the, the Facebook page and, and um, all the people there is that I was, I was having a discussion with my, uh, my violinist, um, and I was telling her about you and telling her about Nigel and telling her about Cliff and all these people, and she said, these hurdy-gurdy people, they just seem like a lot of, I would like to hang out with them. <laughs> she said, we, we, need, we need to go across the pond and go to Spain and go to the UK and just visit these people. <laughs> Are you sure about that? <laughs> really? <laughs> so are you saying, are you saying I, I just like you because I only know a little bit about you so far? Is that it? <laughs> Not really. You, you, you have to come here to Spain and then we'll hang out. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see how it goes. <laughs> All right. Well, let's go ahead and move on to the, the final portion of this first Hurdy Gurdy podcast. And these are questions directly from the Hurdy Gurdy community uh, on Facebook. So yes. um, if you, it's pretty easy, right? You go to Facebook and you type in Hurdy Gurdy community and this will pop up, right? It's uh, that, yes, we, we accept uh, members every every week. So yes, just uh, click there on, on, uh, on join and uh, we'll accept you. <laughs> okay, all right, great. All right, so the, fir the first question we have here from, uh, I believe I'm pronouncing it right, uh, Inez. Um, the question is, what would you recommend regarding starting to learn the Gertie? What kind of approaches would you take to learning the, the Gertie? Anything that you recommend? Mm, it's a big question. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> uh, okay. I guess it would depend on the music, right? The music that they like. Yes, and but for sure, getting a teacher. Mm -hmm. This, this for me, it's uh, and, and now we are we are uh, growing. Like like we have more teachers. Uh, uh, Online and also uh, yes. around around the globe, so it's 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 getting easier to to get to the to the knowledge. Also, uh, also obviously on, on, on or YouTube videos and 
th- those are really good places to start. But uh, probably the first thing uh, I, I should point is adjustment. Mm-hmm. Because you, you don't want to, to play an instrument that sounds bad. Right. And even uh, Michael Baumer, uh, you know, uh, very expensive, very high, not expensive because it's not expensive, it's high end. Yes. So, yes, it's uh, even that, even those really top end uh, hardy artists, if they don't have a proper adjustment, they will not sound good. Right. So, that would be my first advice like, learn to tame your instrument. <laughs> you know? Because. Yeah, like like to 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 put the the right amount of cotton, like controlling the pressure of the of the melody strings uh, to the wheel, like shimming with paper. It, it it sounds intimidating at first, but it's 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 um, easier than it than it looks, really. But, and you've got videos on this, right, on your of YouTube course, channel. I do. I do, yes, yes. And what is your YouTube channel again for those uh, listeners? Yes, uh, you have to to uh, type fanfoneando. Zamboneando, we'd say. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and that'll pop right up. Yes. Uh, uh, um, yeah, totally. Okay. Good. <laughs> well, let's move on to question number two. Um, so question number two is from Margarita, and she asks, how do you make the most out of a low or mid-range priced instrument? And then she says, as opposed to HGSOs. But I don't know what that oh. means. What's, what, what, what's an HGSO? That's a hardy gardy shaped object. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> you know this is <laughs> this is a this is a good place to start. Uh, like talking about AGSOs, it's uh, it's important, uh, especially for the beginners that are uh, listening to to the podcast. Right. Really, there are instruments like I I do this. Uh, if you are <laughs> if you're listening, he's doing air quotes. Yes, exactly. I didn't yeah. know that that word in English. Sorry. Yes, air quotes. Uh, air quotes. I'm doing that word. <laughs> yes, because they are for me. They are not instruments. They are right. something that looks like a hardy gardy, but it's not really a hardy gardy. And mm-hmm. even if it's a thousand euros or a thousand dollars, it's not a hardy gardy. Right. So that's the HGSOs. Please, uh, if, if you want to avoid uh, buying those uh, kind of instruments, go to the Hardigardi community uh, uh, page in Facebook and we have an FAQ telling you which ones you should avoid. And I forgot the question. <laughs> uh, the, que- <laughs> the question was, how do you make the most out of a low or mid-range priced instrument? But it doesn't have to be super expensive for it no, to be good. No, of course. Of course. Uh, that's, that's what I was going to say. Yeah. Even a, I don't want to say even. Yeah. An early goodie, you mm-hmm. know, which is a kit that you put together and costs like uh, three... It's like three fifty or, or something, yeah. Three fifty or something like that. Uh, I don't know dollars, euros. Go check it. Go check it on on Google. Nerdigordi.nl from the Netherlands from Yap. Uh, that instrument, which is a kit you put together in a week with very very little uh, woodworking uh, knowledge, you can make it sound really cool. Uh, so, I mean, a low priced gordi doesn't equal like like uh, it, it doesn't equal. A bad instrument, right? Right, or or or, or uh, uh, the new Aplo uh, by by Michalina and, and MM uh, Hardy Gardis. It's it's uh, very good, and it's a thousand euros. Right. Well, I mean, even even Robert Mendel with his um uh the symphonies is is that the the, the box shaped Gardis correct? 
I mean, those yes. aren't those aren't super expensive, and they're still brilliant instruments. Uh, it's a, it, they are, I think, a thousand euros. Not my not my thing, I have to say. But it's that style <laughs> of instrument. Not, not that style. Uh, yeah. The 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 construction. I don't like it very good, very much. But uh, but yes, they're they're an option. I mean, right. But I th I think there are better options there. But what but about yes? What about Gordy Staruk? Have you played any of his stuff? Uh, yes, 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 yes. I think uh, I think his his instruments are are, are pretty interesting. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. He's uh, he's an Ukrainian maker, and uh, I I played one of his uh, three strings uh, three, three strings uh, models. I think it's pretty interesting uh, right. for for the price. Uh, when he started, he was. Well, I think now he's more in the 800 and something euros uh, mm -hmm. range. And uh, someone reported some problems with the dog. Right. But uh, I think it's fixed. Uh -huh. So, yeah, mm -hmm. it's also an option. Yeah. Well, you know, this whole idea of mid to low range too. Uh, what, what, see, I used to think hurdy-gurdies were ridiculously expensive. And you know, before we started this interview, you mentioned that you were you were taking a train, you were taking a train from the city to to the town or to your home, yes. and it it occurred to me. I thought, no wonder I see all these uh, individuals who aren't in America, younger people with expensive hurdy gurdies. It's because they don't have to buy a car. <laughs> I don't have a car, but no. I have many gurdies. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, I. I, I I've spent more on a hurdy-gurdy than I've spent on a car before. <laughs> of course, but, but listen, something. Listen, one thing. Uh, the, the, we say hurdy-gurdies are expensive. Yeah. But what about a bassoon? You know, right. it's 30K. Oh, and yes. a boy, a, a top-end violin is, could be a million. And exactly. a top-end uh, gurdy is, what, 15K? Right. That, I think more people need to hear that because, you know, even, even the most expensive Gerties that I found, uh, being a recent homeowner, uh, I had to have a door replaced, just a door, just an outside <laughs> door. And they quoted me $3,000 to replace it, this door. And I thought to myself, that's a door and it costs this much money. To have a hurdy-gurdy with all these you know, moving pieces and all the skill that goes into it, it's they're not they're not expensive instruments when you think of it like that. <laughs> they are really really complex, and uh, I can tell you because I I am starting to make instruments, uh, right. but just for fun, and uh, <laughs> you cannot imagine <laughs> really like a one, one millimeter uh, right. or or one fraction of an inch uh, fucking imperial system. <laughs> right. uh, <laughs> Yes. We all know it's not good. <laughs> so one one fraction of of oh, some little deviation and just screw that. Yeah, throws it all off. <laughs> really, it's frustrating. Uh, oh, so that's uh, also something that I want to comment because you know I I, I get like not thousands uh, to be honest, but 20, uh, 20, 25, 30 uh, emails a week asking me uh, stuff about the instrument. Please send me more emails. I'm happy with that. <laughs> but uh, when you guys ask me, oh, I want to make a hardy gardy. Right. Uh, maybe it's not. Maybe it's not the best idea. <laughs> you have to have access to to a really well equipped uh, woodworking shop, a lathe, uh, you know, saws, uh, timber, uh, and, and of course, not only the machines but the skill. It's really complex. It's really, really, really complex. I have to tell you. 
Yeah, so the, the, the builders who make hurdy-gurdies, they are absolutely worth the time and the money. Absolutely. Yes, yes. yes. And they undercharge a lot. Yes, yes, so, I agree. Yes. <laughs> well, we'll leave it at that for now, but we can, I'm sure we could probably spend a whole episode just on that alone. Yes, of course. Um, so we'll go through just a few more questions here. And this one, I'm, I'm not sure if this is a serious question or not. This is from Reno. It is, where does the air come from? Uh, it has a pump here, <laughs> and when you grind, actually, there's the Lira, the Lira Organizata, which is a form of the Gurdi, that had an air pump inside. So there actually was one with an air pump? Yes. I don't know if in English it's called an air pump. It's... Um, bellows? Bellows. Yeah. Yes, that's the word. Yeah. It's like a bellows. And uh, if you type Lira Organizata in uh, YouTube, you can you can uh, watch some some examples. It sounds like uh, like flutes, plus right. plus right. the the regular the regular wheel. So yes, sometimes they have bellows. <laughs> but but I, I mean I, you know most most many of the people on Hurdy Gurdy community already know that there is no air in there. No but no no. <laughs> for the for those who, who who don't know really and they're falling in love with the instrument, how just just explain to them how does it actually make the sound? Okay, uh, summarizing, we have yes three types of strings, the drums which are like a constant sound. Oh, yes, you have it there. Yes. I'll hold it up. I don't know if, if people can okay. see. Yes, maybe yeah. they can. If they are uh, watching us in uh, yes. <laughs> in video, they, they will. So, so that, those drums. are the drones. Yes. You would crank, yeah. and it's like a constant sound uh, in the back, like on the backpipes. You know, the kind of thing. Uh, then we have the trumpets on the other side. The other side, yeah. Uh, yes, the trumpet is like, um, like an alto, well, Yes, like a, like a high-pitched high uh, drone that is uh, in contact also with a piece called the door and, or the buzzing bridge, uh, which uh, it creates the, the rhythmic sound, like chick 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 And um, then we have the melody strings. The strings which uh, are inside. Exactly, inside the key box that are being heated by the tangents. It's, the tangents are like the fingers on the, on the right. guitar. Like you, you press the keys, and then uh, the yes, the tangent. Uh, it's, uh, this, this isn't how this isn't how you hold a hurdy gurdy, by the way. I'm just no, showing. no, no. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Uh, all those strings are being um, uh, in friction with with the wheel, which has uh, some rosin uh, on it. So the the wheel exactly that's it. Right. So the the wheel is is like our violin bow, but uh, in this case, it's an infinite uh, violin bow. <laughs> Yes, it's it's circular. Just keeps going. <laughs> oh, yeah, it just uh, it, it just creates friction on uh, on the strings, and and then we are ready to to play. If you accelerate when you crank, you get the the buzz. And uh, I think that's it. Yeah, and that's why that's why it's also called the wheel fiddle, right? Yes, in actually that that's interesting. And we could also make another episode talking the, about the different names of the of the instrument because only in Spain it has more than forty names depending 40. on the region. Really, huh. I tell you, really. Huh. And uh, for example, here in this region where I am in Catalonia, we call it in Catalan. We have a, a, a another language here. Um, we call it viola da roda, which means literally wheel uh, fiddle. Yes, viola. Right. 
Um, another question, well, actually we've got two or three more left to go. Okay. Um, this one is another, I believe, maybe not serious question, but I'm interested <laughs> in your, your, your response to it. Um, my boyfriend does not like the sound of the hurdy-gurdy. Is this a good reason? <laughs> is this a good reason not to marry? Is that, is that Catherine? <laughs> oh, yeah, that's Catherine. That's Catherine. <laughs> that's right, yes. <laughs> Catherine, you have to adjust your instrument a little bit better. <laughs> and he will love you. Marry him. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I, I asked her. I responded to that. I think I, I posted a video. I was like, what well, does your hurry gurdy sound like this? <laughs> so. No, really, really. Like, like it's a... I, I get this uh, quite a lot. It's, it's an aggressive instrument, uh, normally, normally. Right. But this is also because, and this could be controversial. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, warning, warning. Yeah. I think we don't, we as a whole, <laughs> we don't take uh, enough time to, with the instrument to, to really uh, work out the setup. And, yeah. um, and also, there is... If, if you get like like all, all the players in the globe, there is only a, a, a small portion of, of us that uh, really care about the adjustment and really care about the instrument sounding good. Right. So this is uh, these and the HGSOs, like the hardy shape objects, and, and you know these these guys that use the instrument as a prop right. uh, in the medieval fairs and blah blah blah. This is uh, giving a very very bad like marketing for us right. you know you if you go to a you know for example i was i used to tour quite a lot in in, in germany in this uh, medieval uh, itinerant uh, festival called mps uh, and uh, you go i play the hardy gurdy and and they ask oh that instrument that sounds like a dying cat you know it's ah. so yes so, I, I i forgot the the question again but um uh, it was. It was. <laughs> it was basically. Is um, my boyfriend doesn't like the sound of the hurdy gurdy. Oh, yes, of course, of course. Is this a like, reason not to marry? Like I, I, I understand why some people think the instrument sounds bad. Yeah. But this is not true. <laughs> right. But it's it's not it's not just the hurdy gurdy. I mean, I remember uh, a friend of mine who he played mandolin and guitar, and he decided he wanted to learn the violin, and he was a, an amazing mandolin and guitar player. And when he switched over to violin, it was horrible. He made me, he made me, he made me back him up on guitar for six months, and it was I just wanted to tear out my eyeballs or, or, or my ears. So it's not just the hurdy gurdy; it's just it's part yes. of the process of learning how to but, do it. But but at the same time, if you tell somebody uh, someone plays the violin, he or she is going to imagine like Panini, Vivaldi, very sweet, very oh, the violin is very elegant, and then. This is not what comes up uh, when you mention the hardy-gurdy. When you mention the hardy-gurdy to someone that mm -mm, knows it more or less, what, what, <laughs> what goes to his mind is Arr! And this is not the real sound of the hardy-gurdy. But we are a lot of uh, people that uh, really... There are a lot of people that really don't care about the, um, the adjustment or the instrument at all. They use it as a pro, blah, 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 blah. They, they get to the mainstream. And then we are screwed up. <laughs> well, I think you got your point across there. And that, that, that leads to the, uh, the final question here. And this is going to be very important to a lot of people who, who want to get into hurdy-gurdy. And, um, you know, yes, they need to, to adjust it well. But this question is from Joel. And um, he asks, from longtime players such as yourself, 
what was the process of buying and getting a hurdy gurdy? How does that how does that work? Do you, do you, and do you still have your your first hurdy gurdy that you had from way back? Yes, I well as I told you, I I, I was a, a pianist, a classical piano player for for a long time, and I used to work. Uh, now I work full time as hurdy gurdy teacher, but uh, some years ago I I used to work in music shops. So, at least for me, it was very obvious that I had to spend money if I wanted something uh, professional. So actually, my first uh, Hardy Gardy uh, was like something big <laughs> from from Cedo Garcia. Uh, he's a, a, a really old school, uh, like he's he's building for forty years or something. Uh, so yeah, I spent like three k <laughs> on my first Gardy because I really knew. I wanted to be a professional in this instrument. And, and do you still uh, have it? I still have it. I, I have it in the other room. Uh -huh. <laughs> but uh, I, I have it here. I will show you in the next one. <laughs> okay, okay. And, and what's a good, I mean, so buying a Hurdy is a lot different than just walking into, you know, here in the US Guitar Center and buying a new Les Paul. 100%, yes. What, what's the process? What should, what should someone expect when, okay. they're, when they're trying to get a good one? I'll tell you the, the secrets to buy, <laughs> to buy a hardy gurdy. So first of all, waiting list. Uh, this, is, uh, this is the thing. We, there are like um, very few, uh, I'm doing quotes again, <laughs> very few um, builders for the, for the market. Like, like the market is, is demanding instruments and instruments and instruments. Uh, plus this uh, instrument, the hardy gurdy, is uh, really complex to make, as we as we said earlier, and um, it's it's a lot of, of uh, craftsman's. Uh, oh, how do you pronounce this word? <laughs> craftsmanship. Craftsmanship, yes. Exactly. Involved into the into the hardy gurdy building. So yes. So first of all, patience. <laughs> patience. Patience. You cannot uh, expect to have a hardy gurdy in, in, in one week, no. Nowadays, I know some people that is working on uh, getting the waiting lists uh, down, such as Michalina with the Aplos or the Nerdy Gurdies, which, I mean, for example, the Nerdy Gurdy, you can, you can uh, very easily uh, get someone to, to cut you a, a kit and, and just get it ready to go. Like it's not something very top, like very high end, but it works to start. So maybe that's that's a good option to start, and then place an order uh, to your favorite uh, luthier. Obviously, do your research. Do not buy the hardy shape objects, even if they are a thousand dollars. They will not be good. They will they will not be enough. Even if you think, oh, I need something simple because I'm a beginner. No, <laughs> no, they are not functional. So. Be really careful about this. So, uh, of course, uh, we have these guys like Cedo uh, Garcia, uh, for example, uh, he has some models that can be ready in six months, seven months. ELZ from Brazil, uh, who for me is the, the best uh, maker of America right uh -huh. now. Uh, and Marco that you and, mentioned. Of course, and, yeah. uh, and Marco Gamarra from Spain. ELZ and Marco Gamarra are my my favorite makers uh, right now. Like like on the new like the new guys right. <laughs> on the new guys, they are my my favorite makers uh, for sure. And uh, actually, I'm getting my new ELZ next uh, week.
and Marco is building me a Gurdi. Ah. Uh, so yes, more Gurdi. <laughs> um, so yes, sorry, I lose the I, I, I lost the thread. I lose it a lot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so we were talking about um, budging an instrument, right? Yes, the process. So, you were doing pretty well. It depends on your budget, uh -huh. of course. If you have little money, go get the nerdy Gurdi. Mm -hmm. It's easy to get, easy to build. You don't need to, to be a good worker. Uh, it's really very simple. Go get an early gurdi, build it. Building the instrument is not an, it's not like building an instrument. It's more like building a, a Lego, a puzzle, right. <laughs> because everything fits there. It's very well designed. And get one, please, get one. Build it. Building the instrument um, will teach you quite a lot about the adjustment, about uh, how the instrument works. This is amazing. I think everybody uh, should get an early gurdi once in the life. Really, it's very cheap. It's it's uh, amazing. Then once you have this, go find your budget. What do you have? A thousand euros? Mm, I don't know. Go to Jesus Reolid. Go to Michalina, uh, Mandel, uh, Renard, Traunecker. We have a lot of people. Right. Uh, if you have a little bit more on the 2,000 euros kind of range. Then I would say go to ELZ, go to Gamarra, go to Cedo, go to, to these guys. And, and well, it's just about researching, go to YouTube, uh, listen to the sound samples, compare, right. and uh, just read the fact also. Yes, <laughs> the, the, <laughs> on the Hurdy Gurdy community Facebook page, FAQ. That's where they need exactly, to go. Exactly, yes. yes. Okay, all right, good. All right. Well, that should do it for today. I want to thank you so much for being here, uh, Sergio. I really appreciate it. Um, are there any major projects that you're that you're working on, or things that you want to talk about that are coming up for you? Yes, uh, this is very new. I didn't talk about it uh, a lot. I um, like I, I I'm not recording a lot lots of videos right now in, in YouTube. It's 105 days without video. <laughs> I, know, I know everyone is demanding, but. I tell you why. Uh, I, uh, I was working in uh, creating an, uh, an online platform uh, to teach uh, Hardy Gardy. Mm -hmm. So uh, I'm making this website. Uh, well, I'm transforming my website, uh, Sanfoneando website, uh, into an online learning platform well, where uh, I will uh, put some, um, well, not some, a lot. <laughs> a lot of pre-recorded uh, lessons, like with technique, with tunes, phrase by phrase, uh, etc. And it will be fun. Uh, so yes, <laughs> it will. It, it should be ready in uh, one or two weeks. Okay. So it's going to be fun uh, with the people that uh, subscribe to this uh, service. We will have also a, a Telegram chat, you know, to solve uh, adjustment problems, uh, doubts that can occur. And uh, I want to also make a, a, a collective uh, Hardy Gardy lesson once a month with them. So it will be fun. Okay. <laughs> For sure. Excellent. Well, thank you so much. And um, I'll put all your contact information down at the, uh, the informational nice. part of this, uh, this podcast. And we'll see you next time when we have a little bit more to talk about. Perfect. All right. You take care. We'll see you guys. Mm -hmm. On the Gardy Cafe? Yes. Yes, that's right. <laughs>